Welcome to High School Backups Podcast. My name is Nick, and this is episode 70. I know the episode after the nicest one ever. Uh, we have many more to go until we get a little bit closer to our two-year mark. But in the meantime, we have NBA free agency keeping us busy. So, uh, first things first, um, moving into uh, our kind of different things that we have to talk about. There's a lot of things that happen. We have the NBA draft. NHL free agency really started to kick off. Uh, NBA free, free agency really started to kick off with a few massive trades. Uh, including uh, uh, the Celtics making uh, a pretty big splash. Uh, I would say it's a pretty big splash, personally. Um, As well as a few other things. We'll end it all off with a nice little game created by our own Kyle, as he likes to make those for us. So uh, let's just start off quickly here. Um, I'm not sure what debacles go off the jerseys, other than the Bruins have the best jerseys in the league. So go ahead, Kyle. (laughs) Um, so a lot, I, for those unfamiliar, every single year, the NHL does a lot of warm up specialty jerseys, hockey fights, cancer, military appreciation night and pride night are usually are the three big ones that the NHL usually does. Uh, recently the NHL, uh, this past year, there was a lot of issues with the pride night jerseys as a lot of players didn't want to wear them. So a lot of teams decided to just cancel their nights on a whim. Um, which was a really bad like PR nightmare for the NHL. Um, wh- while that happened, the NHL decided to spontaneously get rid of every single specialty night jersey uh, starting next year. Um, and it's caused a big uh, little like stir on Twitter right now uh, because a lot of people are like, well, is it just going to be Pride Night jerseys that they don't do? Or is it going to be the Hockey Fights Cancer jersey and like Military Appreciation Night jerseys and stuff like that? The big the big issue that I see with it is like all the proceeds from those go to charities that that help uh, people with those that help people. So like, I don't know why the NHL wanted to do it. I guess they just wanted to kind of avoid PR nightmares. Um, so that's really the only thing I see with it. But that's the current debacle at the moment, Nick. Fair enough. And we'll talk about the other piece because I think there'll be a little bit more to talk about in the middle here. Um, the NHL awards were last night. If, correct me if I'm wrong. The only mm-hmm. award that will not be happening to, or did not happen to last night, that will happen tonight, is the GM of the year, or are there a few others? I think the GM of the year actually was uh, is actually coming soon. So that wasn't that they wasn't officially announced last night. Um, so I'm not sure if there are any others. I don't believe I'm there not are. Sure and it's gonna be. I mean, you know, I, the I, best I, regular season of all time. You know, you kind of are signing yes. up for a lot of. Uh, so yeah, there isn't any, they, yeah, they don't have the official announcement yet, but, uh, the Bruins GM is one of the nominees. So absolutely. Uh, I will be shocked if he doesn't win it. Um, have the most wins in history. That makes sense. I mean, did y'all see, um, the Bruins head head coach's speech after he won coach of the year? It was really awesome. Alcoholism and stuff like that. He did. Yeah. He was really, it was his, uh, his acceptance speech was really cool. Also, shout out to uh, Bergeron winning the Selkie Trophy for his sixth time. That is an NHL, NHL record. record. Hall of Famer, first yeah, ballot. Good. Don't at me. Uh, <laughs> Jake, you're 100% right. So first, you're ballot. first ballot, don't care. I don't uh, think anyone is going to disagree with you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know anyone who would be crazy enough to disagree. Uh, I'm, sure I'm sure there's people. I'm sure there's people. Probably. I mean, <laughs> 
whoever the petty motherfucker was that put McDavid at fifth instead of first or in some ways second, uh, so he didn't get a unanimous MVP, was kind of fucked. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I I saw that. Bro. Not o- not only did they just not put him at second, they put him all the way at fifth. That's yeah, absurd. That's bro. <laughs> oh my lord. Um. Anyways, so let's talk a little bit about some of the trades that happened in the NHL. Kyle, I have some in front of me. I'd love to go through them and get some of your input. Yeah, absolutely. So Let's we're going to start it. with, um, actually, we're going to skip a few here, such as Provorov, which we already know that that happened. Let's just skip right to uh, just after Olofsson that happened uh, about two weeks ago. We'll skip right to three days ago. Um, this one's not a huge one. I, I guess it was. I know we talked about it a little bit in the group chat. I saw you on Twitter, uh, riling up some Twitter, uh, some Twitter <laughs> peoples. Uh, Ryan Johansson goes from the Nashville Predators in exchange for Alex Galchenyuk, uh, over in the Avalanche. So, uh, Ryan Johansson joining the Avalanche, Kyle. Uh, I know what your opinion is from Twitter. <laughs> and again, you getting on some kids' cases. What do you think? Uh, I was very open about my... Uh, opinion on this trade <laughs> absolute uh shambles for nashville the only plus side that nashville has here is that they cleared up cap space they didn't even clear up all cap space they still have to retain 50 percent of his salary um colorado on the other hand fills their void of a second line center after losing nazim kadri ryan johansson was on pace for 60 points last year until he split his leg wide open um I, I this is to me this is a clear absolute win for the Avalanche. Like I I understand like the points that Nashville was making here. Like I see the attempts they were making. Don't think they got fair enough value in return. Alex Gachenyuk has been bouncing around from team to team for the last five years. He sucks. He's the he's like the if you look up what a bust is in the dictionary, you'll see Alex Gachenyuk's name written into it. Like that also that might is see what... some not safe for work things. So we'll move on to the next trade. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Kyle. I'm not sure how much you care about this one. When I saw it, I didn't think it had it moved the needle too much. But uh, Arizona Arizona Coyotes uh, receive Sean Dersey for a second round pick uh, in the next year's draft uh, from the Kings. Any thoughts? Um, yeah, I thought the, it was more of a great thing for Arizona. They, I think Sean Dersey is going to become their top line defenseman. Um, after trading away Jacob Chikrin, uh, I was kind of like skeptical of what their plan yeah. was. Defensive, whatever. It's, it's Jacob. All right, he will always be I'm Jacob. Just, I'm joking. Actually, I'm pretty sure it is yeah. Jacob. Actually, I don't yeah, think. I know. I'm, I know it is. I'm just. I'm just joking around, dude. Just go for it. <laughs> um, I, but ever since the Coyotes traded away Jacob Chikrin, uh, they didn't really yeah. have any like good defensive prospects to fill that void. Um, so they just decided to trade for one because they can't develop people for shit in Arizona. So, Well, you don't have to have a stadium to do that, and we're dealing with that. <laughs> Instead so. of a college stadium. <laughs> the next two trades, um, I'm not to say I really don't think there's a ton to talk about. Um, there's a pretty obvious reason for why they happened. So, in short, the Bruins traded Nick Foligno and Taylor Hall uh, to the Blackhawks for Alec Regula, uh, right? No, Regula, I was right. And Ian Mitchell, mm-hmm. um, they did downgrade the talent there as a obvious cap dump. And then they had another small, uh, I think there's more of a roster spot than cap, but uh, they sent Shane Bowers for Riley Walsh uh, with the Devils. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It just seems like they're cleaning up roster spots. Uh, I was just going to say, 
Um, also, very clear cap cap space is the clear move here. Um, I, I know we talked about it in our group chat that I think Taylor Hall could have gotten just they could have gotten a little bit more for him. Um, just con- instead of just two, because like the biggest thing for me is that the two people they got are restricted free agents right now. Yeah, well, that um, so. they'll sign them or they'll sign them the minimums. Like, yeah, the so I think they could have gotten like a draft pick for Taylor Hall to be honest, but like, I mean, they did right. There's previous draft picks, so depends how you look at it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I guess uh, fair enough. Perspective. Uh, the next trade, which uh, was a pretty big one, there's two big ones and one medium one, depending on how you look at it. Uh, yes. St. Louis Blues acquired Kevin Hayes from the Flyers, uh, Kyle's uh, old alma mater, uh, for a sixth round pick. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kyle played for the Flyers. A sixth round pick for Kevin Hayes seems a little uh, low, but uh, it does seem low. However, I think that is a very undervalue. The problem is Flyers retained zero salary. So because the Flyers didn't have to retain any of his salary, that's like $8 million that they just got to throw at St. Louis, essentially. For the worst team in the league. Got it. Also, yeah. enough, the Bruins also retained no salaries on those contracts. Yes. So I, uh, fun. Kevin Hayes is my birthday twin, so I wish he was still on the Rangers, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, anyways... Uh, two more here. Uh, these both happened today. Uh, this one, I'm going back and forth on how much it actually moves the needle. Uh, Montreal Canadiens acquire Alex Newhook from the Avalanche in exchange for Yanni Fairbrother and a first and second round pick in this year's draft in just a what few days or a few weeks? I know it's pretty. Uh, it's tomorrow. Oh, well, there actually, you it's it's I tomorrow. Um, so yeah, this move, this move is wild to me. This, um, it does feel Montreal is banking on Alex Newhook actually like performing. He, he kind of struggled in Colorado. He wasn't, he wasn't quite living up to the name that everyone thought he would. Uh, Montreal is really hoping that he will kind of like what was going on with Nick Suzuki in Vegas. Uh, when Nick Suzuki was traded from Vegas to Montreal with um, Max Pacioretty in that trade, um, Nick Suzuki was still kind of like young and no one really knew what he was going to be. And now he's the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. So it, it's kind of like, I think that's kind of the plan Montreal is trying to do here again, like trying to see what Alex Newhook becomes and hopefully he becomes a good player that he was drafted to be. Yeah, and probably the biggest trade, in my opinion, thus far in these yeah, last few agreed. days, uh, the Kings acquire Pierre-Luc Dubois as he's traded for, what, the second offseason in a row? Um, yeah. From the Jets in exchange for uh, Gabriel Velarde, Rasmus Kapari, and Alex Iafalo, and a second-round pick in next year's draft. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure he's very happy to be leaving the Kings for the Jets, right? Uh, you mean leaving the Jets, Jets to the Kings? Kings. Yes. I meant that as I said it, but not as I said it. Um, I was actually talking with everyone while I was while I was uh, researching the trade, and I immediately go, both teams are losers in this trade. Um, one, Winnipeg is like purely gearing up for a rebuild, which I don't think they needed to, because they've already talking about trading away Connor Hellebuck, who's their goalie. They're already talking about trading away Mark Shifley, who's their franchise center. So like, there's been a Hard lot reset. of, 
there's been a lot of rumors floating around Winnipeg. They're just about to blow it up. This trade kind of solidifies that, that they really are like about to blow it up there, which I think is stupid because I don't think they needed to, but whatever. I'm not the GM in Winnipeg, so. Um, but the main reason I think it's a loss for LA is they gave this guy $8 million. I don't think PLD is worth $8 million. I think that is a lot. A lot for him. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. I do agree with that. Um, and I did want to talk about this uh, briefly as well. So both the first and second All-Star teams were announced yesterday, Kyle. Um, mm-hmm. Oddly enough, uh, if you look a little deeply into it, there is three teams. So there are 12 spots in these teams, right? There are yes. three teams that cover six of the 12 spots. Can you name <laughs> the teams? Can I name them? Yes, without looking. <sighs> Bruins have to be one. Yep. Lightning probably are, t- are on there. No. What? Do you even uh, do you know these teams? Do I know the teams exist? Yes, I know the teams exist. Are on the teams. <laughs> No, I nice didn't. We'll talk about I didn't see. But anyways, this was announced yesterday. So uh, Bruins are right. You stole two more. <laughs> um, don't know. Um, like how many players are from each team? Like, are you mean here? Two, like uh, three for the Bruins, two for each of the other teams, and each probably of the are one on first, one on second. Probably the Oilers have to be one, right? Correct. Yes, and it'd be really hard not to choose the two players. Yeah, uh, those are pretty obvious. Um, there might even be a third, really, because if yeah, you think of, it would... Zach Hyman didn't get on there? Wild. That's stupid, but anyway. Um... No shot they're considering the Rangers, right? They are the Rangers. The Rangers is the third team that has Let's two... go! <laughs> Let's go. Uh, All right. Two players where I'm sure you'll get a pretty good. Um, Adam Fox has to be one. Yeah, he's the first team player. That's yeah. I don't think Igor was going to be on it. There were two goalies better than him this year. So probably was better than him this season. Yep. Um, so it's got to be Artemi then. It is Artemi Panarin at the left wing spot on the second team. Can you guess? You know the first two in David Postock and Linus Allmark, who got the first team All Stars. Can you guess the? Bruin on the second team All Star. <laughs> I will not give you I, a position, can, but you, you won't give me a position, so I have to fucking. Get, I have to guess. You have hints on. Uh, you are ever <sighs> two people on the second team. Okay, so you said Actually, it was Pasta and Li- Pasta and Linus, right? You already said Pasta on and Linus. The first team. I'll tell you the whole first team. How about that? All right, go for it. Pasta, Connor McDavid, Jason Robinson. Linus Jason Allmark, okay. Adam Fox, Eric Carlson. Okay. That's the first team. And you, I, I'll tell you, on the second team, you know at left wing of Antemri Panarin, on center you have Leon Dreisaitl, and at goalie of Ilya Sorokin. So he could be a right winger, which is, so it's not going to be a right winger because they're only right, good, the only really good right winger from the Bruins is Pasta. Like, I don't mean it like that came out, but that's fine. I don't, I don't, Jake, I know, you, I see you eyeing me there. I didn't mean that the way it came out, so don't I think tell me the already, so I'm sad that you don't know it already. Is it, 
So it's got to be a defenseman, but who the hell could it be? Charlie McAvoy? It is not Charlie McAvoy. Okay, I... I it has sorry, to be Hampus I... Lindholm, then. It is absolutely Hampus Lindholm. You that are... is wild to me. <laughs> What's more wild, wild is the fact that we talked about how good he was this season. You didn't give me didn't. credit. That I didn't. Crazy. Um, I didn't. In right. all fairness, he was the fourth of the uh, top four uh, defensemen. Can you name the final defenseman? Well, it's got to be Kale McCarr, it right? Is Kale McCarr. Okay. And the final player on the second All Star team, the right winger, Kyle, best player in the playoffs. Stop it. I hate this man. If it's him, I'm going to punch my brand new monitor. It better not be. It better not be Matthew Kachuk. Absolutely, Matthew Oh, my God. Yeah. No. Yeah, oh, Matthew Kachuk. Best player Bullshit. in the playoffs. Okay, wow. Oh, that was an, an unplanned segment that went absolutely yeah. amazing. Uh, I did. I was not expecting that. He just threw me there. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I, I'm oh, so happy. You know, I don't even care about the other three. I'm just happy Matthew Kachuk's on there because God knows oh. he got Kyle to be wearing a hat, which will be coming <laughs> soon. Maybe I'll wait till football season. It'll be even Oh, funnier. no. Uh, we'll oh. see. I have to order it, and it might take time to get here. That's all I got to say. So. Oh, oh man, Wow, that funny. was amazing. I'm so happy. Also, Kyle, kudos to you earlier in the season calling out Jason Robertson. You know, he got first Thank you. and he played well. Thank you. Um, I couldn't believe For you sure. couldn't think of your own team. Uh, I, I did. I We sucked so bad in the begin, in the first half of this year, I didn't think they would count us. I'm sorry. <laughs> amazing. Anyways, there is some soccer news that came up in the news over the last week or so. Andrew, go ahead. Um. So starting in 2024, uh. The United States is going to host Copa America. Um, it was last held in America in 2016 for its, uh, I think it was like its 25th anniversary or something like that. It was a certain number that they decided to bring it in. Um, the, the team, the country that was supposed to originally host it was Ecuador. They had declined it, um, that they wanted to host it. So then the United States offered up a spot. Uh, they decided to accept uh the the conference that wanted to host it said yes so now it's moving in from originally it was like uh we'll host 16 teams and it usually only held like one 12 teams 10 teams 10 to 12 teams from the other conference but now that's adding six more teams in um it's opening it up a lot more um so that will be in the summer of 2024 and then in 2025 FIFA decided to change its Club World Cup edition uh, to 32 teams, which was originally hosted during the winter time, um, to now be placed in June to July, um, starting in 2025. And the original and the now host nation is going to be the United States. So there's going to be more soccer in the United States leading into the 2026 World Cup. Um, so then this also means that the Club World Cup is also now changing to a four-year standard instead of an every-year standard where they would play every year host having all the teams around the country being able to play. So now it's being opened up for a four-year rotational plan and allowing more teams to kind of be able to watch these international clubs be able to play um, all together in one, in one going. That's amazing. So, so what do you think, Andrew? If I had to ask, what do you think does have positive, um, you know, impact on on you know USA and their soccer, right? And like they're kind of the fact that it's like the fourth or fifth most popular sport. What do you think it'll have as an impact? 
I, I really think that this can make a huge jump for um, the MLS in general. Uh, but like, like I think we've discussed in the past, I think with the MLS having such a pay restriction on what they can and can't do for players, I think that deteriorates some players coming to the United States to play and the other stuff that has to do with the behind the scenes looks um, with amongst it. But I do see this as a chance for uh, more teams to kind of expand out, kind of make more connections with these other international clubs and hopefully be like a prospect club team to kind of branch out to these international teams and be like, hey, you give us some player, young players that you want to have start developing. You loan them out to us for a certain period of time. We can loan them back. Then we give them back to you at the end of their contract or their loan contract. It could help grow. And I think it could bring in some big stars that could potentially grow into huge stars going back into European soccer. But I mean, I think this is great for the United States to have be able to host all these countries and all these teams in the, in the next coming years, especially going leading into the 2026 World Cup. Definitely. Awesome. Well, I, I know that we've talked about it and it's not really a joke, but I think our goal will be to go to the World Cup game, especially because there's going to be some going on in Gillette close to all of us. Um, I think I think we might be able to reach out to the 2024-2025 games as well if we really all wanted to go. I think there's going to be the 2025 People Club World Cup. You're going to see a lot more big star power coming in um, from all these clubs. Um, and then you're also going to get a lot of like uh, South American teams and then North American teams playing against each other in 2024. So that will be a great competition to watch, and I think it will be a great way for all of us to kind of just enjoy it all. Certainly. I have not watched professional soccer. Most I've watched is college soccer. So I would love to see in person, I should say. So I'd love to see some in-person uh, matchups. That's for sure. Awesome. Well, getting into our major debatable topics today, uh, we're going to start hot and fresh on the NBA. Uh, I guess it's weird. So the what really happened, the only deadline that happened uh, was a free agency deadline where people had to pick up their options or not. Uh, and that was sometime last week. And uh, that spur, I uh, created two major trades uh, that we are going to talk about, um, one of which does involve the Celtics, and we are going to start there. So in a three-team trade, the Boston Celtics traded Marcus Smart to Memphis Grizzlies. They then traded Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, and Julian Phillips to the Wizards. The Memphis Grizzlies also sent Marcus Sasser, uh, Marcus Sasser and a first-round pick to the Celtics. They sent Tyus Jones to the Wizards, and the Wizards lastly sent Chris Stapps, Porzingis to the Celtics, uh, as well as a 2023 top four protected pick uh, that Golden State Warriors are... 2024. 20, it says 2023 on here, but you're right, 2024. Um, so I, okay. I, I read correctly, but it misinformed. You're good, you're good. So, um, what that really means that giant is that the Celtics trade away Marcus Smart for Kristaps Porzingis and two first-round picks, which is pretty remarkable value for a dude who didn't win Defensive Player of the Year this year, rather won it last year and showed some clear regression, although he is the heart and soul and we all love him. Uh, it, it definitely uh, it, it feels like a positive move, at least to a lot of Celtics fans. So, uh, let's start there. Let's talk a little bit about this. Um, it is something that we did, quote-unquote, call last week. 
Um, Definitely not this package. We were expecting more or, I guess, less on the back end uh, or less up front and more on the back end. Uh, We'd give away more and receive less, but here we are. So what are we thoughts? I think I have to start with the fact that I definitely would have preferred a Malcolm Brogdon trade over a Marcus Smart trade. Obviously, the Malcolm Brogdon trade that was the initial trade fell through because Brogdon's got some issue, elbow issue. Um, Well, so do you want to hear the actual reason why? Mm -hmm. I thought he had an elbow issue. Yeah, please go ahead. So, yes, that is correct. But the doctors that um, the Clippers were going to send were not going to get there soon enough for the midnight time frame. Yep. Bro. So, That's annoying. Okay. Uh, um, will be healed in four to eight weeks. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. I'll take it. I still would have rather a Malcolm Brogdon trade than a Marcus Smart trade. But no, I mean, it's overall positive. Um, I know some people tell me that this is stats without context, but you're trading a guy who averages 11, 4 or 11, 3 and 5 for a guy who averages 23 and 8. Uh, Christoph Porzingis, from what I believe, was an all star last year. If he wasn't, he was at least an all star caliber player. And. They get picked 25 in 2023, which they subsequently traded for multiple second round picks over the next few years. I think they acquired four or five second round picks. And uh, Jordan, is it Jordan Walsh from Arkansas? Jordan Walsh. That dude is Jordan Walsh. Yeah. So they end up with a bunch of second round picks. And so essentially take pick 25 and change it into four or five second round picks. And the top four protected from the Warriors in 2024. They won't be picking in the top four. Uh, with how small their basketball team is, I wouldn't be surprised that they're picking in the top 15, but they won't be picking in the top four. They still have Steph Curry. They would be fine. Um, I think the Grizzlies got a perfect Grizzly player in Marcus Smart, if you know what I mean. Like, I know he's the ultimate Celtic, but he also screams grit and grind Grizzlies. Like, does that make a lot of sense to people? Yeah. 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 the Wizards are, you know, in rebuild mode. They get Danilo Gallinari coming off an injury, Tyus Jones, who's not great, and Mike Nascala. Okay, whatever. And I'm pretty sure they traded 35 away. They might not have, but I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a win-win-win, honestly, from all sides at that point, because I think the Grizzlies upgrade. Plus, they get a guy who can fill in for Ja for his 20-whatever game suspension, which I don't know why the NBA kept us in suspense for that. That wasn't long enough to keep us in suspense for all that time. And the Celtics get the big man that they need, who's seven foot three, two hundred and forty pounds, and can go get boards for Tatum and Brown. And the Wizards are in real build mode, and anything they do at this point is a positive step in the right direction for them. So, win, honestly. I completely agree. Uh, on that specific note of that, um, I completely agree. I think that they got some really good value for Marcus Smart at a time where mm-hmm. we don't really know what he's going to continue doing. Um, he could go back two years from now. He could go and do exactly what he did this year, which wasn't exactly amazing. Um, and at times was not exactly what we needed. It felt like Derek White really filled that what we needed spot. So I do think that Kristaps Porzingis is a huge grab uh, for the uh, for the Celtics. Um, but furthermore, yes. the extra two first round picks is absolutely ludicrous in my opinion. That you were able to get Kristaps Porzingis and two first round picks for yeah. Marcus Smart and a bunch of guys who either didn't play last year or were like twelve through fifteen guys. Gallinari would have played, but he was hurt. So um, yep. 
Yeah, it sucks for Gallinari, who was a long-time, lifetime Celtics fan, who was excited to play and then gets traded before he could even play a game. But I would not be surprised if the Warriors waved him, I'm not going to lie to you. Or the Wizards, sorry, not the Warriors. Yeah, they might, and maybe it comes right back. That would be hilarious. But I just wouldn't be surprised if they made that move. Again, they're in rebuild mode, so having Mike Muscala and Danilo Gallinari make no sense for them. But Definitely. Uh, Austin, did you have anything to add on any of that? <clears throat> yeah, I would say... Number one, I think the Celtics had to do something. Obviously, they didn't want to get rid of Marcus at first. Um, and I think him and Brogdon bring different things to the floor a little bit. Like, they're very similar, but also, I at the same time, kind of like a good amount different. Um, so, either way, they had to do something because running it back every year was not going to get them there, I don't think. Um and yes, I know they made the NBA Finals the year before, but that was, I wouldn't say it's a fluke, but it was more of a right timing for them for that season. Um, and we see how hard it is to run stuff back the next year, no matter who you are, like look at the Bucks and other teams. So I think they need to switch something up. They want to go win a championship. Um, as Brad Stevens said, they were looking to balance the roster better. Um, they had a, way too many guards um, just clogging up that, that area. So I like this. I like how I think we're getting all of Marcus Smart's uh, trade value now, where I don't think we're getting that in another year or two. Um, I don't think he ages well um, because of how he plays, the way he is, um, his body type as a guard. Um, he's not. He's gotten better as a shooter, but he's not a phenomenal one. So on the Celtics side, I think that's great. And as you said, Nick, getting two first rounds, I was never expecting that. Um, and so for the Grizzlies to give that to us, it, show that we were able to capitalize on that. Uh, we definitely don't get that, you know, in that first trade. So I think that Malcolm Brogdon not being able to clear on time was actually a, a good thing for the Celtics. We'll see if that turns out. If, you know, Porzingis doesn't stay healthy the whole season, then then obviously we might be looking at this different at the end. Uh, the Wizards got Tyus Jones, who I actually like a lot. And I know in the NBA circles that he's actually a huge player that I'll, most of the teams uh, like. He actually saw that a lot when uh, John Morant was out last year, that he was able to help carry the team, not necessarily like from a stats position, but being a very solid point guard who could run it for you. Um, I think that's someone that the Lakers may be looking at to kind of solve their point guard problems. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, because he doesn't quite fit the timeline for the Wizards, but either way, they got a nice trade piece again if they wanted to move him. Um, and, you know, in the end, they're just trying to get rid of stuff, uh, get rid of contracts, get some assets for the future. So they did that. Um, I think, yeah, overall with that, I'm just excited to see what the Celtics do. Um, getting that Warriors pick, I think, is huge because, you know, yes, they're going to have Curry, so they'll be semi-competitive, but getting rid of Jordan Poole and some of these other things, Clay aging, Draymond definitely aging, they may be closing in on the rebuild for themselves, and if it goes wrong next year, we could have a really nice pick. So I think that's, that's well, huge. Did it, all this player in their starting lineup is going to be fucking 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Didn't Draymond also, like, not sign that contract he's extension to, but it, like it's he's gonna take like a smaller pay cut. Supposedly that's what I heard he wants to do to kind of help with the team's rebuild. Well, they have yeah, we'll because see. of the next trade that we're gonna talk about. Um, yeah. Two notes, one of which uh, I'm gonna save for the draft portion. Uh, Jordan Walsh. Jordan Walsh is a dog. Uh, a, a ball dog. Uh, and two, and we're gonna save that for a draft portion, which we'll talk about coming up. Uh, yep. Second piece here uh, is that uh, it is 
well believe that the Celtics are not done um, for the distribution purposes. So. Also, uh, Nick, one last point on that Celtics trade. Yeah. Uh, as a Celtics fan, I'll love to Marcus Smart. Uh, we are grieving. <laughs> Yes, we're, we're yeah. all, we absolutely love Marcus. We are nothing but love. Sweet, uh, it's bittersweet. Yeah, it's bittersweet in the fact that we are sad that he is gone. Uh, in a few years, it might be looked at as one of the best trades ever or one of the worst trades ever, and we're gonna find out. Yep. But, uh, it's a chance that you feel like this team had to take to maybe win a championship. Maybe. Oh, absolutely. I still, I still feel bad if like we do go and win it this year. I'll be like, damn. Sorry, Marcus. Couldn't get, <laughs> get Marcus one. Nah, they'll get their one together. They'll get their one together when his contract will oh, come back. For, yeah, uh, for, when uh, Marcus Smart comes back in two years. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, I do want to take a brief pause before we talk about the other trade here. Some news did come out a little bit earlier today, um, and I just got a notification that reminded me of it. Uh, Ryan Mallett, ex-Patriots uh, quarterback, drafted quarterback, um, and played for a few different teams in the league. It did pass away. I think it was today or yesterday. Um, he did drown um, in some sort of accident while he was in Florida. Um, so certainly a, a rest in peace uh, for Ryan Mallett. Um, not someone you would consider a game changer in the NFL, but certainly someone that you knew as like one of those journeymen who uh, always put like his best forward and spent years in the league for a reason. Um, so it's never never fun to hear of anyone passing away regardless of their impact on the league so uh, rest in peace Ryan Mallett um, there's really not much else to say to it but uh, hope and, and prayers always with his family um, and, and those around him his friends his family um, yeah so just want to take a second to uh, bring that up let's talk about this other trade so this other trade was weird for me um, yep. It was yeah. kind of a two-piece deal. So um, there's kind of two layers to this trade. So the short version is that Bradley Beal went to the Suns for oh, Chris Paul. And, of course, there were pieces as a part of that. So let's read through those pieces. So technically... There is a draft asset that was included in this, what is now a finalized crazy trade. So in a three-team trade, this is a mouthful, so let's see if I can get through all this here. In a three-team trade, the Indiana Pacers traded Bilo Kulabali Kulab, to the Washington uh, Wizards. Uh, he, was, he was drafted on draft night. It was all very weird how they didn't handle that. Uh, well, they did, but didn't. Uh, the Phoenix Sun traded a 2028 second round pick to the Indiana Pacers. That person was selected. I don't know who that is. It doesn't have it listed here. Jarius Walker. Thank you. Uh, the Phoenix uh -huh. Suns also traded Cash, Chris Paul, Landry Shaman, and a 2024 20, first round pick. Uh, who, I don't know who that pick is either. And a second pick. <laughs> uh, two, and a 2025 second round pick. And a 2026 first round pick. And a 2026 second round pick and a 2027 second round pick, and a 2028 first round pick, this sounds about right, and a 2030 first round pick, and a 2030 second round pick to the Washington Wizards for pretty much Bradley Beal. The Wizards traded Jairus Walker and a 2029 pick that was later selected to the Pacers. And last but not least, as a part of that, the Wizards sent Bradley Beal, Jordan Goodwin, and Isaiah Todd to the Suns. 
Wow. Okay, awesome. you're you are combining these two trades, which I yes. was not prepared for. So okay. I, so I wasn't either, but it's how it's written out in front of me. So okay. because technically it's how it was finalized. It was all added into one giant clusterfuck of a trade. So okay. the the short version is that uh Bilo Kululabali is at the Wizards. There's a shitload yep. of picks, and technically Chris Paul and Andrew Sherman also went to the Wizards. Yes. As a part of that deal, Bradley Beal, Jordan Goodwin, Isaiah Todd all went to the Suns. And then um, on top of that, what was this? Oh, yeah, the Pacers um, got a bunch of picks as a part of this deal and Jairus Walker, right? That, that's everything. Yes. So, I'm also going to – I'm going to complicate this trade even further. Okay. Uh, uh, before because Chris Paul uh, also got sent to the Wizards yes. for Jordan Poole and so all got this sent other to the crap. Warriors. For, yeah, Warriors, yeah, so sorry. As a, Warriors, as a part, sorry. As a technically separate from this, but also a part of it, the Warriors did send over. Um, wow. Jordan Poole uh, and uh, a few picks or something like that for Chris Paul to the yeah. Wizards. It's a clusterfuck. There's like literally these two trades alone have like. A ridiculous amount of picks involved. It's like Rudy Gobert all in three trades. Uh, there's a lot going on. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris Paul's is, uh, yeah. is so essentially Jordan Poole is a wizard. Chris Paul is a warrior, and Bradley Beal is a son. That's really the main point of all of this. There's a lot of picks. Nobody cares about anybody else yeah. on the. I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down by team if you don't mind, Nick. When I go into the analysis here, uh, I would be happy to. Uh, let's start with the Suns because ironically, yeah. that is the most simple of the uh, yeah. trades here. Uh, Suns have a big four. What do you gotta say? Um. I'm int- I think we talked about this last week a little bit, like just in the Suns context. I don't love it because I don't know who's going to play extra minutes of basketball for them. Like you can't have four guys playing 36 minutes and expect them to be healthy all year. So and, really, like, don't go ahead, go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. I was sorry. To- I just want to say really quick on that point. Colin Cowherd had a great point last week when the trade first was announced. He said, who won the NBA Finals? Was it the big three in Denver or was it Denver's bench? So do keep that in, I, I just, I, which I found hilarious as an argument. I mean, I would argue that there's a big one in Denver and the rest of the team stepped no, up. No, no, but Jamal, like, Murray, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Ah, I'm, not, yeah, I'm not trying. Big two, big two. I'm sorry. And then anyway, you got Bruce. Can, then you got like, okay. Um, sorry, I just wanted to say that part. Uh, for the record, uh, bench matters. And I don't care what Colin Coward has to say about that. And, Colin Coward can come at me if he wants. Um, for the record, uh, Bradley Beal, yes, he can ball. I think there's just too many touches of a basketball that need to be happening here. They're going to have to get rid of DeAndre Ayton. We talked about it last week. If they don't, I mean, fine, but I don't think he's going to be happy. I think he's going to be a problem. Locker room-wise, not like on the court, but locker room-wise, he's going to be unhappy. I'm interested to see if this works, because if it does, there's a whole new way of playing basketball, and it's the next version of whatever the big three was in Miami, and now we have a big four in Phoenix. But also, we know that Bradley Beal doesn't stay healthy that long. He didn't play many games last year. I think he played 54 or something like that, and he hasn't been healthy for a couple years. Uh, Dev, I'm interested to see who plays the one. I think it will be Devin Booker. I think I said that last week, but they don't have a traditional point guard at this point which Devin Booker can fill that role. I don't think it's his best role, but he can. I'm interested. Uh, I'm very intrigued. That's really my analysis on that. I don't love the fact that they don't have a bench, but I'm intrigued. I, I agree. I think that they have to figure that out. That's their biggest issue. Um, they have – what's the, so it's a brand-new owner, right? The Suns just got sold. They yeah. They have 
like a half a billion dollars paid out to just three players over the next three years. And they don't control their own first round pick until 2031. That is eight years from now. This owner said, fuck them pigs. Yeah. It's uh, there's a lot going on here, but to this honest, is, it could go well. It could go well. This is literally the Brooklyn Nets on steroids yeah. when they did all of that. Like, honestly, which is funny because they kept doing it even in the last few years. But uh, this is crazy. Uh, also, how, sorry to cut you off, Austin. How old are Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal now? They've got to be in their like early mid thirties, right? Kevin yeah, Durant's like right. almost thirty five. Kevin Durant is 34. You're right on par. Yep. Bradley Beal is 32. 29. He's a little bit younger. So he's like, wow. Oh, wow. I thought Bradley Beal was older than that. Uh, I knew he kind of wasn't. But um, to, to me, I don't know. But they should be really, really good. And if they're not, yeah. the Suns failed. That's really what my mind's at right here. So um, I, I am here to say they will fail. Not necessarily that they won't be like a decent regular season team. They will not win the NBA Finals. I'm just saying that now. Uh, we'll see how that that statement goes out, but I wanted to put it on the tape. Um, Bold. I don't even think they make it out of the maybe maybe they make it to the second round, but I don't think they make it to the finals. Anyways, okay. Wow. Um, I think okay. at this po- the this point at the point the question really is: Do you have anybody who can guard Jokic? And if the answer is no, I don't know if you win in the West. That's fair. Um, I did want to, because there is a few other things we want to talk about with this. Yeah. I do want to quickly, I don't know if there's a lot to talk about with the Wizards that we already haven't talked about, which is the fact that they're heavy rebuilding and they have a buttload, a buttload of draft picks to do it. So I think they play buttload, well. Pick up Jordan Poole, which I don't mind for them. They get a, sh- a shot chucker while they rebuild. It's fine. Who did they draft? They ended up with uh, Bilal Kulabale. Kulabale. That's it. Yeah. Uh, no, they no, had they other. They had draft a few picks. other picks there. I don't have it all, but Kulubali was the main one. Here, I'll look it up right now. Yeah, just quickly look it up because I actually don't think I, I'm trying to remember who they because I thought about this one and I saw it on draft night. I don't think they're going to be as bad as people think they are going to be. Um, uh, I like so they get they get Bilal Kulubali at seven. They end up with. Uh, yeah, they got so okay. So here's the thing: they got Jairus Walker, uh, Tristan yep. Vucevic, Vucevic, and um, they traded uh, Tracy Jackson Davis to the Warriors. So they only had the two. So they got the Kulabali uh, uh, guy, and then the guy at the back end, and Walker. No, so Walker went to Indiana. no. They went to Indiana. Indiana. I messed that up. Uh, but they technically. But they got Koulibaly instead of Walker. They got uh, Vukovic, and then they got Tracy Jackson. So they didn't get a lot, but they have a lot of young pieces that they can let fester. That's right. So, I mean, well, as for, I forgot that they got rid of Walker, and I think if they had kept Walker, it would have been more. I don't know how well Bilal will be, but if he's a good – because he's a center, right? He's a forward. Yeah. Uh, I forward center. Yeah, yeah, he's a big man anyway. Um you know, I think Jordan Poole, along with Tyus Jones, and Jordan Poole can kind of like keep himself under control a little bit. He is a small, um, he's a six-six small forward. Okay, so never mind. So he's not as, but he, he's a bigger guy overall, at least a, full, a wing of some kind. Um, yeah. Compared to how he is, I think they can be like kind of like a um, Orlando or something else, where they, you know, will be fun to watch and you know could potentially be, and depending on what their um, their veterans are. They probably sign for a little bit of money just for the next couple of years while they keep rebuilding. Uh, they could be uh, stingy and 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 a little 
annoying to some of the bigger teams might just sneak in. That's what I think. I don't know, man. This team lost the three core pieces of their basketball team and then added Jordan Poole. Uh, I I don't see them being Here's very Here's the good. honest opinion of me. Uh, I think Jordan Poole's cool. I think he's be here for a yeah. while, whatever. Uh, cool Bali was the guy who played with, you know, Victor Wembanyama, who spoke very highly of him, as teammates should. Very well, uh, very well could be good. We'll see. That, that's what I'm saying. If he's, if he's decent, and you put, like I said, I really like Tyus Jones as a solid, just good point guard you have a um, to good hold down that. And forward if he plays well. So that's really what it becomes. Right, so. um, and then last but not least, again, we'll keep it short. Uh, the Warriors technically ended up trading for Tracy Jackson Davis, who we just talked about, and uh, Chris Paul in separate trades. So um, I don't really know what the hell is going on with the Warriors. Uh, this Chris Paul, they're playing very small. Uh, and I think we learned pretty quickly that's not how you beat the Nuggets. So I don't know what the plan is there. But I mean, they may just be going to outshoot everybody. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm not in love with the Warriors roster as it is currently constructed because your starters currently are Paul at the 1, Curry at the 2, Clay at the 3, Wiggins at the 4, or Kuminga at the 4. Do they still have Jonathan Kuminga on roster? Uh, yes. I think so. Yeah, okay. I think so. And then Draymond at the five. I I I think that might be one of the worst lineups in sport in basketball defensively and rebound wise. Like, yeah, you're gonna put up points, but you can't stop anybody. Yeah, I don't like know. if I'm the Celtics, I'm letting Kristaps just go to the post and make Draymond's life hell. Yep. Pass out like, of there and we're good. If I'm the Nuggets, I'm letting Jokic work Draymond for 48 minutes. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. That's, that's the put up 60 like, if that's the case. If this team is close to 500 or below, I wouldn't be surprised with this. Like, yeah, I, I hope they get fifth in the draft lottery. That's all I care about. So. Yep. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, we don't really know what's going to happen with that. We're eventually going to do as it gets close to the season an actual, like, uh, our game where we kind of guess where people end up in the standings. But as of right now, it's very interesting. It was a very interesting draft and a very interesting start uh, right around the draft there with all those trades. So let's speak of the draft. Let's talk a little bit about it. Um, I know that we kind of set it up as one to do some winners and some losers. I will start this off with a very easy one. Uh, biggest winners, in my personal opinion, were the Spurs drafting yep. Victor Wenbenyama. Yeah, it's um, a dub. <laughs> dude's absolutely disgusting, and we assume he will continue to be such as they go through and, uh, you know, rebuild around him. Um, they've only ever had two first overall picks previously. Uh, that was, you guessed it, Oscar Robinson. And then, uh, oh, who? Hmm. Uh, does anyone know? Oh, you mean the guy that the Celtics were supposed to get, Tim Duncan? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know. Anyways, uh, point being, uh, they had two extremely Hall of Fame level players uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, and therefore they're hoping this will continue as such. Will it? We'll figure it out. I mean, they get Wemby at the W. That's absolute W. Yes. Uh, Nick, do you want us to switch off between winners and losers here, or do you want us just to go in order? What do you want us to do? Um, I have a loser, so if you want to do a winner and a loser, I'll do a winner and a loser, that type of thing. I have I'm, a loser right Yeah, I'm done for that. Okay. Go for it. So I'm definitely pulling an underestimation thing here. 
I think the Pistons drafting Asor Thompson at five overall is a bit of a loser scenario yes. here. Yeah. Um, I don't love it. I know I looked at draft grades when we were talking about this last week. He was technically rated fifth, but if we're looking at like fit uh, and so Awful. on and kind of what we're looking at here, I don't love it uh, with the pieces they've previously drafted in the last few years. So that's kind of where I am at. Um, I think he's a good player. I don't know if this was the smartest idea for what they already have. Uh, I'm with you, Nick. Is the biggest one. So, I mean, he's the second version of Jaden Ivey. He's literally Jaden Ivey. Both of them are ball handlers who can't shoot. Yeah. I would say the same thing for Amen Thompson and Houston with the amount of guards that they have. But I totally agree, Nick. Go ahead. Yeah. You, yeah. You can go. I mean, your, we each do two if you want. Uh, yeah, that's fair. No, I mean, you already said the Spurs, which I think is a big W. I'm okay. This is going to be so controversial. I'm actually going to say the Charlotte Hornets are big winners from last uh, last week. So, not just for the Brandon Miller pick, which I think Scoot Henderson is better than Brandon Miller. I said it last week, and I'll stick to that. But it's the combination of Brandon Miller getting Nick Smith Jr., who can fill in the Terry Rozier role. Um, Terry Rozier is still on the team, but once Terry Rozier is gone, I think Nick Smith Jr. has a lot of upside. Probably is a lottery pick if he doesn't injure his knee last year. Arkansas was looking to be a lottery pick and just fell all the way to the Hornets at 28. And then they also picked up James Nanaji, who the Celtics actually traded them, James Nanaji. And that is a big man that that team needs. He's about seven feet, 240 pounds. And they've been looking for a traditional center forever. Uh, LaMelo has always liked to play with traditional centers. He said it. They've been looking to partner a traditional center with LaMelo forever. He's a lob threat. LaMelo can throw some alleys to him. And that combination of getting Brandon Miller, who I think can be a pretty decent wing, maybe a top 10 small forward in the league at some point. I think Scoot's better, but you know what? You pick Brandon Miller. You think the fit was good, whatever. Getting Nick Smith Jr. And then also getting James Naji is a big W for the Charlotte Hornets. I can agree to that. Um, add on the fact that they're bringing back Miles Bridges to add into that roster that actually like brought them to a playoff uh, picture running or a play-in that game. Yeah, so, I like, think as I, long as Lamelo stays healthy, they'll be. Well, yeah, as long as as long as this team stays healthy and they get the best out of them, and getting them that traditional center is what they really need. You're adding Miles Bridges back, who had great chemistry with Lamelo um, in his rookie year. I think you're going to see a huge, huge uh, underdog rating from uh, the Hornets going into the going into the next season. Yeah, and my biggest loser is actually going to contradict something I say later, but it starts with Damian Lillard. Uh, we all know that Dame wants to compete now, and if the Trailblazers wanted to do that, which they keep saying they do, they would have traded out of the number three pick and tried to do something and make that work and get a bona fide top 25 player now. And they didn't do that. They probably could have gone and gotten Kristaps Porzingis with the number three pick. That would have helped them immediately. They could have gone and gotten a pretty elite wing for the number three pick. That would have helped them immediately. And instead, they go and pick Scoot Henderson, which I'm not dogging them for. But for Dame specifically, Dame is the biggest loser. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Um, I'm going to go against you a little bit here, but not exactly. I actually think that the Rockets are one of the biggest winners in this draft, not because of Eamon Thompson, okay, but because they got one of the biggest steals in the drafts and Cam Whitmore at 20th overall, which is absolutely disgusting. Absolutely. Uh, I, yes. I think he was supposed to be, what, top seven? Like he was Yeah, he was supposed to be, to be a top – yeah. 
Uh, and he fell all the way and slid all the way down the 20th, right where the Rockets probably could have drafted at four, and people would have been like, all right, like that's not awful. Yeah, that would make sense. And they get I think I, all the way at 20. I projected him to go to the Rockets at four, literally so, last week. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, that's my biggest winner. Uh, yep. Biggest loser, also Cam Whitmore. He got shifted of a contract. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the difference is in the NBA. Four million dollars. But it's four million dollars. Yeah, four. He lost four million dollars. So, uh, I'm happy for the Rockets. Uh, I'm pissed for him because he lost out on four million dollars. So there you go. There's there's my biggest winner and loser for that. Yeah, I could go the Portland Trailblazers here. They are one of my winners. I'm not going to go that route. Uh, that was the contradiction for Dame earlier. I'm actually going to go with Derek Lively the second here, getting traded from the Thunder to the Mavericks. The Mavericks, first and foremost, need a big man. Um, again, a great lob thread down low, can go get boards, great defender. A guy that you can pair with Luka on the floor and not have to worry about spacing issues, and Luka now gets a lob threat. I think Derek Lively is going to thrive with the Mavericks. My other biggest loser also happens to be a trailblazer, Anthony Simons. Bye-bye. He's lost his job. Scoot is taking his job. Done Done deal. Um, the Portland Trailblazers have way too many guards, and obviously Scoot is now going to be looked at as the guard of the future there. And I think you have to move off Anthony Simons for Scoot to realize that potential. Scoot will play alongside Dame just fine and be a, an alternate ball handler and a guy who can run the offense when Dame leaves the floor, but Anthony Simons has got to go at this point. So Anthony Simons nah. is a loser because he lost his job. I think Dame's getting traded for the start of the season. I don't know. I really think, I think so. The- Blazers want him. I don't think he wants to be there. Um, I'm not going to do a uh, big, you know. big loser or big winner here. A very small winner, and yes, I am slightly biased. Celtics get an absolute dog. An absolute dog at 38 overall in Jordan Walsh. We're talking about a McDonald's All-American here just a few years ago. Uh, and furthermore, he played on underrated Arkansas team last year where he, he fucking he's so aggressive and honestly, I think he's going to push Tatum a little bit. And I don't mean he's going to fight him for his job. I just mean that his aggressiveness and ability and want to push the hoop is only going to make Tatum kind of utilize that, uh, those skills. So um, that was super exciting for me after catching some more highlights. So that's my one little extra notable thing there. Um, also, he looks like he could fucking kill me. So that's where we're at. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, anything else, Jake, on this, on the draft? Uh, no, I mean, we got it all, I think. Um, the I like your Rockets being winners here. I don't necessarily agree because I don't think Amen Thompson's a great fit at well, four. I, just I think don't. they're half um, winners. I think they Like, are getting Cam Whitmore at 20 is a huge that's deal. What I just. For. Yeah. I don't know about Amen. That's what I think. I don't know. But I know for Again, a fact they're I, for one of those. I love both the Thompson twins as prospects. I hate I hate where they went. I said it last week. I said they shouldn't go to the Rockets or the Pistons because they already have ball dominant guards, like three of them each on the roster. There's no reason for them to be there. Uh, I get stacking talent, but at the end of the day, like if you're gonna have four ball dominant guards, how are you actually gonna play basketball? But yeah, no, no, no other thoughts. Well, and I mean, how are they gonna develop? That's the big thing. Like. You need to develop yeah. those guys, and now they can't play in real games effectively because you can't start them or play them, which is just stupid. It's the same thing Philadelphia had with their big men, where they're like, oh, we'll just keep getting big men that are supposed to be really great. And it's like, yeah, you're lucky one of them turned out to be great, but the other one sucked, and maybe they would have been better in a different scenario because they would have had more time to develop 
um, as Nerlens Noel felt. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't disagree with most of what you guys said. I think the Spurs definitely won, but at the same time, that all depends on how good he is. Yeah. Um, this could very easily turn into a they lost because there's no guarantee this guy's going to be a healthy person playing in the NBA full-time. Uh, we'll see. Usually guys like him don't stay healthy and don't stay on the court. Um, I'm hoping he does so we can actually see his talent because I think his talent is that good, um, but we'll see. Uh, I can't wait to see him get exposed by uh, Jokic, though. That's going to be awesome. Um, I think my sneakiest winner here would be the Pelicans. Um, they took my absolute favorite player, uh, which I am biased to it, but they took Jordan Hawkins, who is, I think, the best pure shooter in uh, the draft. You could argue Grady Dick or some of the other one there. Um, but he is an absolute stud, I think, and will be just because he gets to come in, and if Zion's healthy um, and plays, that's a team that now has phenomenal shooting around him. And I think Jordan Hawkins will develop. I saw him develop at UConn. Um, and he will develop a game that I think will be a little better than what Ray Allen was. Not saying he's going to be better than Ray Allen, but like the overall game I think will be a little bit better when, than uh, what Ray Allen had when he was younger. So we'll see if it develops that way over the career. But that's a, if he pans out and uh, Zion's healthy, that's going to be a team to, to watch out for. Gotcha. So... Jake, I know we talked about this briefly before. Do we want to shift the Big Ten stuff to next week? Any thoughts on that? Just so we can. It doesn't matter to me. I'm ready to talk about it now. I'll be ready to talk about it next week if we want to shift it. The draft is tomorrow for the NHL. I think we should definitely talk Mm. about that. Go Uh, for it then. then... Yeah, we'll shift the Big Ten stuff to next week. For those who don't know, the Big Ten had some schedule changes. We'll be covering it next week. Awesome. Thank you, Jake. Got it. uh, Mm -hmm. Kyle, so are you going to tell me that Connor Bedard is not getting drafted first overall? I am not that stupid. Okay. Well, Although <laughs> last last year when I was extremely confident at who would go first overall, he ended up going third. He ended up going fourth overall. Well, so who knows? In all fairness, Kyle, Connor Bernard's been first overall for the last four years. So, yes, uh, since <laughs> yeah, he was true. fourteen years old, he's already been yeah. uh, projected that. So, uh, Kyle, I want to give you my top five real quick before we okay. go over this. So. My top Sounds five good. in order. First of all, looking at the draft board, in the mm-hmm. top 13 of the draft board I'm looking at, there are three people going to BC next year, so that's pretty gr- disgusting. So BC mm-hmm. is going to be gross next year. BC game, boys? BC game? I'm down. Uh, I'm down, anyways, absolutely. Uh, so 100%. number one overall will obviously be Connor Bedard. I don't think yeah. it's necessarily close. Um, he's just been the most dominant player uh, and he continued to show that both in his Regina team as well as in the Canadian youth uh, leagues. And so, Regina, by the way. Regina, thank you. I love Regina. You're um, welcome. Uh, moving on. <laughs> the number two overall oh, it used to be uh, Michkov. Uh, for a few yeah. years, everyone thought it was Michkov. I actually think Michkov slides back just one spot as Adam Fantilli has absolutely dominated in Michigan this year. Um, I think don't, mm-hmm. I won't say he's unanimous number two, like Bedard is net unanimous number one, but it's pretty close. Uh, I think he's pretty much I think, set. I think it's like 85-15. Yeah, it's like, like pretty like... set. So it goes Bedard, yeah. Fantelli. Then I do think it is Michkov. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it gets a little suspect, if you will. Um, I'm going to go with who, – who drafts fourth, Kyle? 
San Jose, San Jose Sharks. San Jose. Well, they they love, need everyone. They need everyone, <laughs> but they love their center. So I'm going to go with Leo Carlson at number four. And then we'll take the best American prospect in Will Smith at number five. That's where I'm going. So uh, the, I, I will go Connor Bedard, Fantilli, Leo, uh, Michkov, Leo Carlson, Will Smith in that order. Sounds good to me. That's my guess. You, you and I have the exact same top three. Uh, I have seen a lot of people having Mishkov drop out of the top five. That would For some, fun. I agree. I don't know what it's, it's is going on. That's what I was thinking. It's it's so to clarify. It's not just because he's Russian. It's because he's under contract in Russia. There is a difference. There is so the second biggest uh, hockey league in the world is the KHL, which is based out of Russia. And once you obviously are contracted there, you can't come over to the NHL until your contract is up. There have been a lot of other players that do this from Russia. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk did it. The most notable one currently playing in the NHL is Kirill Kaprizov, who uh, didn't, who was drafted in 2015, but couldn't join the NHL until 2020 because of his contract in the KHL. Um, so that does seem to be like the biggest red flag with drafting Mishkov. Kaprizov, um, by the way. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I, I don't think Columbus cares, to be honest, though. Columbus needs a good, solid prospect. Exactly. They need... So I think at number three is the perfect prospect, regardless. Of I agree. Then you get a few more picks over the couple, next couple of years, then you bring them in mm. in like two, three years if that's what you got to do, and bam. Yeah, exactly. And uh, number four, I do agree that it's going to be a center. I also agree, uh, but I don't agree on who. Uh, I think it will be Will Smith. That uh, San Jose chooses. He had insane. I know the Fresh Prince is coming (laughs) to play hockey. Um, He had an insane world championship, Um, and and he he's one of the few that just declared to go play for Boston College. Um, He has just been he's been seen as one of the best playmakers in this draft. Um, So I think that's why San Jose is going to go more that route. And I actually have Leo Carlson dropping out of the top five because I don't think Montreal Zach needs Benson a f- going number five, huh? I don't have Zach Benson. Oh, I have I, I have actually David Reinbacker because I think oh, Montreal's in desperate need of a defenseman. That's that's a big jump for uh for what I'm looking mm-hmm. at right now. So that'd be yeah. that'd be a big uh, big jump for the boys. So I agree. I because I, I think he is just I think he's better than Pelica. Pelika, I don't know how to pronounce uh, this guy. Oh. Axel Sandin P- oh, Pelika yeah. uh, is what I'm uh, going with. I think it's Pelika, but I don't. Pel- Pelika. Who's I'm sure I'll hear in this draft, Kyle. That's the most important. Thing. Oh my God, I don't Michael even know. Michael Well, just probably. Know, just know he's he's going to the University of Massachusetts. Obviously, the Bruins are going to draft him because God knows the Bruins <laughs> only know how to draft freaking uh, in the top six and also goalies. So. Because you guys totally need another goalie. They're right going to draft him, and then he's going to be a godsend in two years when Allmark needs to get traded or something. And it's going to be Swayman and him, and that's what it's going to be. So that's I already just predicted the draft. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right, Nick. Sounds good. <laughs> you know as well as I do, it keeps happening. What was the last time they? When was the last time they missed on a goalie prospect? Other, they they've either traded them for value or they keep them for long term. That you know, is fair. Um, I, just, I remember when they uh, drafted, when they traded for Atuka Rask, uh, which was seen as like the biggest uh, fuck up for Boston sports uh, at the time of the trade because they traded away Andrew Rakoff to get him. 
Um, and Andrew Rakoff was seen as like one of the best goalies in the world. They traded Andrew Rakoff to the Maple Leafs, and Rakoff and Rakoff promptly fell off a cliff and proceeded to suck for the rest of his career, um, which hey, is he hilarious. Is now a, Boston, a Boston reporter, love the boy Andrew Rakoff. He's awesome. Andrew Rakoff is an amazing, amazing personality. I do love listening to him. So. Kyle, um, yes. Okay, I got something messed up to say real quick. So going back to the Fresh Prince of Beantown, which is what I'm calling Will Smith for the rest of his time in Boston. <laughs> um, okay. What? First and foremost, yeah. this dude has 24 total points in his last 10 games and 14 in his last five. He's nuts. Do you want to know when this man was born? Isn't it like 2005? Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> oh, We're old, boys. <laughs> We're old. Uh, anyways, uh, point being, uh, yeah, Kyle, so I, I like your top five. Um, Thank you. I, I think there's a few players' names I remember that have been in this area for a while. That does include Zach mm-hmm. Benson, Dvorsky, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Backer is up there, um, Ryan Leonard. Um, a few people, uh, there was, oh yeah, Quentin Musty feels like he's fallen off a bit from where he went was not long ago. Yeah, Talon he's not Fushy. even. A few yeah, names this... like I recognize feel like they've fallen towards the end of the first round. And as a Bruins yeah. fan, I'd be happy to get all of them or just another goalie god because God knows we know how to draft him. So. I'm really hoping uh, Braden Yeager falls to the Rangers at 23 because he is a, he's a stud center. And I, I'm really hoping that he falls all the way. Knowing, he's projected he's projected like 15 to 20 range right now, so well, it could happen. You, uh, they'll dro- he'll drop even further and the Rangers won't even grab him. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're still right. Um, any, uh, I mean, I would say there's a little bit of hot take with Rhinebacker going top five, but mm-hmm. other than that, seems we're pretty much on the same page. Um, you have Will Smith going one higher, and then Leo Carlson falling. You know, somewhere mm-hmm. in the six to eight range, sure. Yeah, um, Leo Carlson was like gonna go. If I were to do like a whole top ten, Leo Carlson was gonna be like six or seven. But we'll see tomorrow, right? That'll be the big. We will. Um, so it'll be interesting. Now uh, we are past uh, just past the hour mark here. What kind of game do you have for us, Kyle? Well, I've decided to mix it up a little bit, and I decided to put together a little thing uh, based on all of our favorite sports teams. Not really, our, but like we all love watching sports. That's obviously why we do this. So I wanted to test to see how well you guys know the team's colors. Okay. And you guys have to tell me. Is it Who? specific shades or is it just like colors? Oh, oh, you will see. Hold on. Oh god, that means all thankfully I'm looking at right now, and that's basically showing off all Patriots. Uh, it's yeah. not just. Our, hold on, Justin. <laughs> so, you'll you'll have to wait and see. No, I know. Go, go go to the next thing, please. Hello, computer. There we go. Oh, you mean Notre Dame? Oh, NCA. Wait, so just it's Notre yes. Dame. It's Notre Dame. It's not just colleges to be, but I do tell you like what league it is from. So you guys are oh, yeah. it's Notre Dame. Yeah, it's Notre Dame. It is, it is Notre Dame. It, it is the Fighting Irish. Yes. Next one. That's the Atlanta Braves. Uh, one second. No, Cleveland Guardians. Okay, are we overlooking the fucking Patriots right now? It's the MLB. It's the league, Nicholas. It's It's the Guardians. I so all right. What's the yeah, wait, 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 wait. Is it is wait, wait, hold on. Let me think. Let me think. I think it's the Braves. No, the Braves have white. What there yeah, is, white. Don't have, there is have white, white here. yeah, it's the Guardians. Wait, no, let me think. I don't want to go with Andrew here without thinking. <laughs> 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 
thing. <laughs> no, it's so fucking funny. I mean, uh, it could be the Guardians, but I'm sticking with the Braves. I'm going right. to switch to the Braves here, that's my guess. Jake and Nick are on the Braves. Andrew's on the Guardians. Austin, Justin, what are you guys thinking? I'm more of a Braves than a Guardians, but I can see both ends. I see a B right. out of the red and the blue and then like a gray and white okay. stripe. Thing. All right, Austin? Braves have yellow. You could be I'm telling right. you, the you Braves right. have yellow. The Braves right. have a yellow accent in them. They don't have a gray accent. It's the Guardians. I'll Austin. go Guardians. Guardians. willing to be wrong. I don't care. I, I'm I, telling you, right? Uh, you, you going? You going Guardians? Final guess, Austin. Yeah, it's I think I'm wrong. I, I hate to tell you guys, you guys are both or all of yeah, you. I, are gonna wrong. Say, I was gonna say it's the Red Sox. What? Oh, yeah. I was literally yeah, that child. I was, that's who I was gonna go with, and I was like, okay, well, the Boston fans aren't saying it, so like, it can't be that, right? Okay, I can't be right. Fair, I was wanting great. to the think it was it off because the gray is on the logo. It is only in one specific jersey, so that, that yes, that's tough. yeah. Sorry. So wait, 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 wait. It's just jerseys. Yes. This is is from their official colors that the teams use. So whatever the team uses as their official colors, that's what they do. So it could be on their jerseys. It could be on their uniforms. Stupid. Whatever. I've never seen Notre Dame wear a green jersey though. I've never. It's it's on their logo. Uh, All right, all right, boys. This is Oregon. This is Oregon Ducks. Long. That's like. Is that the lightning consensus? yellow? Lightning yellow, apple green, thunder green. That is all Oregon Ducks colors, right there. You know, only the Ducks would have those types of colors. So yeah, I'll go with Oregon. I'm down. Yeah, you guys yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, Oregon. that's good job. Good job. All right, Florida, go. That's the Knicks. Right? NBA. Sorry, I'm uh, not looking. I'm not. Next, looking. that's the New York you Knicks. Say logos instead of just uh, letters, but yeah, it's the Knicks. I'm with you. Yeah, uh, it is the Knicks. Yes, that is correct. Not to crap in your car, I just uh, MLS, MLS uh, Burgundy, MLS. Sky Blue, Silver, Onyx. This Revolution. is uh, no, know. no. Uh, this is uh, Colorado Rapids. Yeah, you guys on the same page there? I'm, I'll go with whatever. Andrew, I'm trusting Andrew's I'm knowledge here. Miami team just for fun. They're pink. Uh, I don't know. It is, <laughs> it is Colorado. <laughs> I said it was just for fun. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Okay. Uh, NFL boys. NFL. Ah, I wonder. New Century Silver. Wow. Like that doesn't give off Patriot vibes. That does not give off any Patriot vibes. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars. Okay. All right. It's the oh my yeah. god, Nick. Stan? Did you um, it, it is not the Pittsburgh Pirates. Nick, you are wrong. Uh, it, it is the that Padres. Kyle, you didn't give me a chance to say it was San Diego. Uh, I was like, sorry, I was Austin. saying Stan because I was like, guys, it's Sand, but it's not Pittsburgh. Those are literally their colors, but that's fine. Uh, uh, this is NBA. Pacers. Yeah. This is Pacers. Maybe yeah. gold, white, and gray. This is Pacers. Yeah. Hold on. I'm not. I'm not clicking till everyone, so I don't screw up Austin. Again. Well, that's my guess. That's <laughs> my guess. But like, I'm, I'm with Andrew. The team that has no, navy or gold. Right. Yeah. They're the only. Yeah. They're the only team that wears gold and blue. No fun colors. They go with basic colors. So yeah. Pacers. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. The only team that's navy and yellow is the Pacers in the NBA. All right. Bro, what kind uh, of fucking bullshit? Wait, 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 wait a minute. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Is this the Marlins? That's my first thought. 
That's not my guess. This is—they no, have a metallic silver and a uniform. This is Mariners. Is it though? Northwest green and I this is Mariners. It's the Mariners. Yeah. I'll go with the Mariners. Yeah. They have red. I didn't know that, but sure. I'm uh, pretty sure it's the yeah. Mariners. Yeah, yeah, all the same page. It's like it's an accented, it's an accented red. Yeah, red is right there, Nick. (laughs) That's weird. I've never seen that in my life. Uh, all right, there you go. This is the Marlins. This is the Marlins. (laughs) When you said that, Nick, I was laughing. So close. If you look back, they're very close. Well, like, like it, it literally gives away Miami blue. It does. Yep. It does give it away. <laughs> it's like looking at the Panthers. Well, I love how it says Miami blue, Caliente red as well. NCAA, this is navy, gray, light blue, UNC red, and white. is the first thing that came to mind. That's probably not right, but it's the first thing that came to mind. No. No, this is uh, this is something completely different. Because UNC doesn't have a navy uniform. But, and it, light blue would be they the top do. one. They do. The horns no, of the no, no, no. navy. No, but like the... Yeah. But to be fair, Tar Heel Heel blue is like a powder blue. It's a powder blue. It's yeah. yeah, They don't have red. They don't have red in their uniforms either. And that would be number one. Yeah. Can I ask for a hint? Can you tell me one sport that they're relevant in? Super relevant in. Super relevant. Uh, basketball. Okay. Thank you. No. Is it Gonzaga? No. Is it Gonzaga? It is not Gonzaga. That's a good guess, though. Because they have like the dog collar. I don't know if there's red in that. I didn't know. Are that. they like a big known team? Like are yes. they one of the big bigger top? Okay. Sure are. <laughs> sure, he says. Uh-huh. Imagine it's UConn. Imagine. It's not. It's not. Imagine UConn doesn't have like blue like that. Uh, and there's no. There's no red in it. Kyle well, they do have a little hey, red, but UConn. it's not like. No, Kyle's face is telling me it's UConn. I was gonna say it's fucking I'm UConn, and yeah, I called it. It's fucking Yukon. Click the button, guys. Yeah, because that's why... It has the dog. Yeah, it has the mouth. I it's, in, it. it's in the mouth. Yeah, okay. But the light blue's in the eyes. That's why. That's why. The light blue was throwing me off because of that. Put this up. My first reaction was Yukon, and I feel like Kyle put this in there, and then I was like... Where's the red? And I was really trying to figure out where this red was. Like, <laughs> no, I was thinking, uh, but I was thinking the light yeah. blue. I was like, UConn doesn't have light blue on it's any of the their uniforms. It was in the eyes of the freaking if, hus- if of Jonathan. The the UConn, like the words UConn, I swear it has red in it as well, or something like that. Like it does. It yeah, it's like the, it's the yeah. it's the red or like that's the Vikings. fucking Ravens. Or the, wait, Vikings. no, that's the Ravens. Wait, also, for the record, I was about to say UConn before I saw Kyle's face. Nick started screaming. My Ravens. my face did give it away a hundred percent. I could I couldn't keep it in. Um, what's what's the verdict? It's the Ravens. Okay, it's the Ravens. I wanna okay, okay. Yeah, the other per it's different for the Vikings. Yeah, it's the Ravens. Pelicans. We are all on the same page. Ravens. Yeah, it's the yeah. Ravens. All right, all right. <laughs> it's the type of gold, Nick. There you go. Uh, black, white, spotlight, gray. Um, hold on. Whoa, you oh. can fuck with people because their city jerseys are so weird. Black, white, spotlight. When this they is can't just well, the Warriors, white, so they Warriors had this. Key. Warriors had this for a color on their jerseys for their newest, like their city jerseys that they had. Low I feel key, like it's gotta be Warriors. That, that rose was fire. I did love yeah, that city jersey. That rose jersey was very nice. There would need oh, to be blue for yellow. The Warriors, man. There would need to be blue in here for the Warriors. Who who else has yellow? I don't know. Pacers. A ton of, a ton of NBA teams but, use yellow. 
Is this this isn't the jazz? No, there would be a blue in there. No. Uh, this is a hard one. Eastern or Western Conference, Kyle? Western. I don't think it's the Warriors, to be honest, because Warriors would have. I just feel like it's their city jersey, though. Unless you just Warriors would a million percent have. But like, who else has? Think Andrew, think about it. It is what the team uses as their official colors. I know, but I'm trying to just think who who in the freaking Western Conference has that. It's not. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's the Spurs. It's the Spurs. I will give you guys a hint. I will give you guys a hint. This team just rebranded to start last season. Bro, that doesn't help me for shit. Sorry, yeah. but they That's just okay. rebranded. So keep that in mind. The Spurs would be the only team that has black, white, and gray like this. No, they as their primary with yellow. With an accented yellow, spotlight yellow. I feel like... That. I mean, not if there's a rebrand, then you could change the entire thing. Did Minnesota rebrand? No, no, they're still, so, they're still, yeah. they're still that dark blue. They're definitely. Like it's not, team. it's not LA. It's not any of the LA teams. Is it like the Rockets or something? No, they don't have red. No, no. Not the Rockets. Rockets still are red. Bro, the Warriors are the only team that makes sense, but it's not the fucking Warriors. But it has to be the Spurs. That oh, no, Spurs are the only team with black, white, and gray. I don't care if we stay here for ten minutes. <laughs> I mean, the Spurs also make sense, Andrew. I think you're not. I don't think you're far off. If not correct by saying the Spurs. I've seen a million Spurs jerseys in the last fucking week because of Victor Wimbanyama, so I didn't see any yellow. Uh, I'm not disagreeing. But I could be. I'm wondering if it's part of their city jersey, though. Dude, I'm wondering if it's part of their official colors because they used to use. Nick, remember yeah. there was blue, and we didn't think of it for the Red Sox. So Andrew could be right. I'll I'll let him go with the Spurs. I think it's wrong, but I'll let him go with the Spurs. Go ahead, Kyle. I can't. Uh, what? Yeah, Spurs. Everyone says Spurs. I think we're all going Spurs, Spurs here. Spurs, I, uh, I will say yeah. Spurs is incorrect. It's the okay. Utah Jazz. Son of a bitch. I knew we were going to think about it if we just sat there for a second. Why isn't that blue? That makes no sense. They rebranded. They changed it. That spotlight yeah. yellow doesn't make sense. They have too much of an orange in it. Yeah. In that. Like, that's so stupid. Okay, this uh, is bullshit, because this could be like eight fucking teams. It could be the Rangers, could be the Blue Jackets, it could be... could uh, be the Avalanche. Could, no, Capitals. Avalanche. Avalanche is a darker blue. Could be the Capitals. Just go with the Capitals. It's red, white, and blue. I like the if Capitals. It's any other... Wait, they have gray. They have gray in their fucking logo. Wait a second. <laughs> hey, Kyle. Kyle it's really, yes. really cute. Can I see your nose really close? My nose? Yes, here you go. Okay, thank you. you my... yeah. It's... I just go it's a lighter shade of red. Just, no, it's not. Just go with the Rangers. It's either Rangers or the Capitals. I don't know. That's that's this is the yeah. biggest one because it's it's red, white, and blue. I don't know. It's either Rangers. Or yeah. Blue. What do you get? Rangers. Just go. Ra- just Rangers cap. Up. Yeah. Okay. No, it's the Canadians. Yeah. See, look. There's like eighteen. That literally I, I, I the blue jackets. Like that's bullshit. That's a bad. Uh, <laughs> blue jackets have gray. Ah, that's fine. There you go, boys. The Panthers, that's the Penguins. It's the Penguins. I said Penguins. I said Penguins. That's what I meant to say. Penguins, you totally on. said Panthers. I know. Penguins, move on. I would have you said Bruins. You, you, Justin, you say that. I did a test run with Riley earlier today, and she immediately said Penguins before Bruins. And I go, it's really? It's the gold, dude. It's not the right shade. That's true. I, that's true. I swear it's that's the like right shade. No, it's not the right shade. Whatever. Anyway. I bet you loved putting huh. a logo on here, huh? Okay. I did it. I tried to stump you, boys. That's why I did it. NFL, uh, Giants. Patriots. 
We already had. Yeah, we already did the Patriots. Giants. I'm kidding. <laughs> the fucking. Hey, hey, trick, trick question. It's the Patriots again. I was really hoping he wasn't going to do that. New England Revolution. That's third. No. Yeah. That's all I know. Probably not. Wait, does no. I don't think the Revolution has yet. No. 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 This is St. Louis. I don't know. If city red, it. river blue, white, energy yellow. Go ahead. It's either St. Louis. Yeah. I feel like it's St. Louis. It, it's got to be St. It Louis. It is St. Louis. Sure. Good job, Andrew. I didn't know, man. I just said the Revs. Uh, Green, white, black, and gold. Michigan State. That's my first thought. Thoughts? Plymouth. <laughs> I mean, it could be Plymouth State. <laughs> but... It is college. What? It's got to be Michigan State, say? right? Could be. Bro, that'd be fun. I'm gonna go shits and giggles I'm, and say Plymouth. Yeah, I'm going for for Michigan State. It's not the right green, but I know. I'm just gonna Michigan say Michigan State. Yeah, you guys are on the uh, same page. I, I, it's, it's a Michigan State. I feel like that's the Tulane green wave. Hey, uh, Justin. Good oh job. fuck yes! Wow. Good job. Wow. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's stupid. I wish I asked you what sport they were relevant in. You should have. I was waiting for it. You would have had to have said it. I would have said. I would have said hockey too, but that's fine. They're... Not relevant. Uh, okay. How's about that? Seriously. It's the Seattle Sea Dragon. <laughs> hey, yeah. There it is. Good job, boys. <laughs> nice job. Nice job. That was fun. I like that. That was, that was fun. fun. Those are good Thank ones, you. Sure. My favorite is them not knowing Boston. Okay. Did anyone have. <laughs> I would have never known that. I don't yeah, want to. I have the gray jersey, and that's the only gray I've ever seen. They don't even wear those anymore, so. Um, it was a blue the fuck other topics they want to talk about on stream today? uh i do want to say while we were doing the episode a, a big a trade did to happen in the nhl um tyler tofoley did just get traded from the flames to the new jersey devils so uh i'm gonna be in miserable every time the rangers play the devils oh, next wow. year the devils are building some over there huh anyway yeah they are well, that's very interesting uh anything else any other topics today i think we're good Great. Well, uh, it was a pleasure having everyone watch us today. We do thank you for your time and your patience and listen to us on episode 70, even though I wrote 60, even though I thought I changed it to 70. Anywho, <laughs> I do hope everyone has a great rest of your week. Make sure to go check, uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, check out the socials in the description, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, 